There we are. It's good to be with you this morning, and I want to invite you to turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to talk about the body, the human body, physical body, and how that relates to the church. You know, as a person grows up and, and they mature, one of the things that they change in their awareness and appreciation of is their body. Take a seven-year-old boy. Now, uh, he never wants to take a bath, right? I'm, I'm not lying. You know that's true. That's happened in your home. In his mind, there's no need to. I'm just going to get up tomorrow morning. I'm going to go play and get dirty again. So this gives me a head start. I don't need a bath. But we have to beg. We have to plead. We have to sometimes threaten the children to go in and bathe, use deodorant, brush their teeth, you know, all those general hygiene practices. But as they mature, something clicks. And all of a sudden, they're taking baths, they're taking care of themselves. Well, there's a parallel there to the spiritual life. As we mature in Christ and have a better understanding about the body of Christ, the church, we begin to want to take care of the body. We want to keep it clean. We want to keep it healthy. God describes the church in, in several different ways in the Bible. We are the body of Christ. We are also the family, a family of God. The Bible describes us as an army, the army of the living God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're even considered a bride, the bride of Christ. And every one of those images gives us an important lesson to teach us about who we are as God's people. Well, today we're going to concentrate on the way that God uses the term the body, the body to describe his church. And we're going to see how we are to be all for one and one for all. That three musketeer charge uh, that they used to use. The work of the Lord Jesus Christ and the world is in your hands, church. It's in the hands of the believer. We are the body of Christ. We're his feet. We are his hands. We're his arms. There's a song that says something similar to this. We are his arms reaching. We are his hands touching. We are his words teaching. We are his feet going. And we are his love showing our lost world the way to Christ. But how can the church... This collection of people that come from varying walks of life and different backgrounds and different cultures, how do we get the job done that God has called us to do? The Bible exhorts us as believers to engage in specific attitudes and and activities that are supposed to help the church function effectively, to grow spiritually so that they could be healthy and be able to carry out this mandate that that God has given to us. I want to read, before we get to our text, Romans uh, chapter 12 and verse 4 and 5. You can uh, just see that up on the board, but it says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And I'm going to read into verse 6 here. Having gifts that differ 
according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So God's word tells us that every believer is a part of his body, the body of Christ. We have a part. Now, we all have different functions, just like the, the physical body has different functions. Now, this theme isn't just here or in 1 Corinthians. It's found in Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. It's found in Ephesians and Colossians. Over 30 times, Paul uses this image of the body to describe the church. Well, in our text, if you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, this is where the concept of the members of the body is explained. I'm just going to give you some basic ideas here today. I'm, I, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit dictate to you what part of the body you are to have. Um, we also need to do a study one time very soon on the gifts of the Spirit because uh, as we read in Romans there, uh, we all have certain gifts that we're given for the betterment of the church. So this morning, I'm just going to throw out some things to you, and I'm going to first tell you that in our text, it, it tells us that the body has many parts, just like in, in Romans that we read. But at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, it says, For the body does not consist of one member, but many. So again, here he is comparing the church to the physical body. Think about all the working parts of the physical body. You've got hands, fingers. You have your head, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your feet, your legs. I mean, it just goes on and on. Plus, uh, all the stuff on the inside that, uh, you know, kind of gross if you think about it. But, but they all have a function. They all are necessary, absolutely necessary. So it says there are many of us, and we're all different. Every one of us are different. We have in the church tall and short. We have thin and, well, not so thin. We have... Those that are attractive, those that are plain, some are academically smart, others are hands-on smart. There's all kinds of differences in this body. We have some different personalities here, hard-charging, take-charge kind of people, and then we have the laid-back. We have the outgoing, we have the quiet, we have the action-oriented, we have the contemplative and the, the uh, creative we come from all sorts of backgrounds and have gone through all kinds of experiences, and those are important. They, they apply to what we're talking about. I mean, in our church, some of us can sing. Oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> some of y'all can sing. <laughs> I said us. Uh, some can play instruments and, and do a great job. Others can teach. Some can organize. Some can fix things. On and on we go. You know, I go, I go home every Sunday just depressed because I don't play the piano like Reggie. I know. I, it's terrible, isn't it? I, I just wish I could. I, if I could just play the piano like Reggie, I'd, I'd be wonderful. No, that's not my calling. That's not who I am. The point is that God accepts all kinds of people into his kingdom, and he calls all kinds of people to the local church. All of us each and every one of us are unique and we have a unique contribution to make to the church we add a, a special little flavor to the stew that that makes up the local church the bottom line of this first point is we should value everyone that god brings into our local fellowship the second thing paul teaches us in this text 
is that every part of the body is important. For the proper functioning of a body, every part must know that they have a place and that they're in their place and being in their place and doing their part is very important. Look at me beginning verse 15. It says, If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make, any, make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. So uh, no member should compare themselves, should contrast themselves with any other member because each one is different, each one is important. Now I suppose I could try to learn to walk on my hands, but then I'd have to learn to eat with my feet and that's not going to happen because the only thing that my, my feet can do differently is they smell, you know, not like the nose, but well, you get the point. There's a tendency for some people to magnify certain gifts that we have in the church. And, and, and that just causes them to become apologetic about their, the gift that they possess. Because their gift doesn't cast them into the limelight. And that's the attitude that Paul is contesting in this passage. We are all here to fit together. We are all here to work together. No one is more important than the other. Keep reading verse 17. It says, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? Each part of the body has a different role, a different function, each of these functions are vital in, in the contribution to the whole body. And then verse 18. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose or as he saw fit. This is an awesome thought. What God has just said here. God put you into this body specifically as a gift to the body. Now maybe you've never thought about it that way, but you are, as a part of the, of the First Baptist Church, you are a special gift to us from God. Every one of us. Whatever you contribute, God knew that. God knows what your gifts are, what your talents are, what your abilities are. He knows what frame of person that you are, and that's why he placed you here, because we need you here. Verse 19. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. So here we have what Paul is telling us. We're all part of the body. We all have our gifts. We all have our contributions. And we're all necessary to the body of Christ for us to accomplish the larger task that we have. In, in, in other words, we all need each other. I need you. You need me. Now, the third thing Paul teaches us here in, in this text is that no part of the body should feel he or she is more or less important 
than any other member of the body. Remember what verse 21 said? The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor can the uh, head say to the feet, I have no need of you. Look at verse 22. On the contrary, the opposite is true. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And that word weaker just means unseen, unseen. And, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor and our unpresent, unpresentable parts, the innards, are treated with greater modesty, which our more present parts do not require. But God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. When, when we use this analogy of the body, the expressive parts are the, the, the mouth, the eyes, the hands. Those are the outward, visible, expressive parts of the body. And that's the first thing that comes to mind. And that's what we think are the good parts of the body. But Paul is telling us, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that the hidden parts of the physical body are the ones that are more important. Our bones, our ligaments, our muscles, our glands, the internal organs, the heart, the lungs, the liver, the kidneys. All, they are just as vital for the health of the body as are the expressive, the visible ones. It's so easy to just honor those who can preach or sing or teach or play an instrument or greet or those who have those expressive contributions to the body. But I'll tell you who really makes the difference in any and every church. Nursery workers. <laughs> Kitchen volunteers. People who clean the church. Uh, children, youth workers. The van driver. Now nobody even knows who the van driver is unless you get picked up by the van. But he's an absolute essential part of the church. These are all those behind the scenes staff members and volunteers. And they are just as important to the work of God as anyone else. Think about this. Think about your own body. Did you know that your bone, and you don't want to see your bone. You, you, never, you never want to see your bone sticking out of your leg. But that bone that is in there, every bone in your body is producing red blood cells. Every hour, no, every second, 100,000 red blood cells are made by your bone, the marrow of your bone. You couldn't live without it. If you're an, uh, an average adult, size and age, this is what happens in the internal part of your body. Every 24 hours, your heart beats 103,689 times. Pumping blood through your system 12,000 miles. 12,000 miles. I think that's four trips across the United States. That's how much blood every 24 hours. Your lungs breathe 23,040 times. Your bone marrow produces 500 billion red blood cells. Your brain cells exercise 7 million brain cells. Here's what I'm saying. I I'm saying that all these less visible parts are absolutely vital to the body. Absolutely essential. Can you imagine what would happen if any of these quit working? Well, the body would die. We're all important no matter what we do in the body. Listen, if I lose an eye, I can keep on going. If I lose an arm or an ear, I can keep going. But if I lose my liver, I'm dead. I'm gone. 
If I lose my spleen, I'm gone. If I lose my heart, I'm gone. If I lose my kidneys, I'm gone. Well, I'm gone to dialysis. It's... Oh, man. You were supposed to laugh at that. That was a little late, but okay. We'll splice that together later. I praise God. I really do. I praise God for the hidden parts of the body of Christ. Those are the vital functioning elements of the body, the behind-the-scenes people. They're quiet. They're unassuming. They don't want the spotlight on them. They love doing their work because what they're doing is a work for God. They want to bring glory to God. They want God to have all the honor. Finally, this morning, I want you to see that the body should be united. In, in our text, beginning at verse 25, says, and there, that there be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffer, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. One of the saddest things that can happen to your body is to have a stroke. Because when you have a stroke, your brain tells your feet to do something, your legs to do something, and they don't move. Or your arms, or your hands, or your mouth. One of my favorite Sunday school teachers of all time, first church I ever pastored, this lady taught a wonderful Sunday school class. And, and the, everybody in her class just loved to hear, and, and she had a stroke. You know what the only thing that was affected? Her speech. Oh, it was horrible to see her. That was her life. She loved her Sunday school class. She loved to teach. But when you have something like that, that part of you goes away. Verse 26, Paul's saying the church is to be united. We can't have somebody just say, I'm not going to do it. Because then we're not functioning together. We're not a unit. If one member suffers in the body, the whole body is going to suffer. And what we need to do is when one of the body is suffering, we need to gather around that part of the body. And we need to help them. If, if you were out doing some carpenter work and you hit your thumb, do you know your whole body goes into action because of that one thing? First of all, your hand grabs that thumb, doesn't it, right? That's exactly what you do. And your feet get involved. <laughs> you know? Your mouth yells and screams. Your heart pumps faster to get blood there to nourish that damage. The whole body gets involved because of one thumb. When I broke my arm, the other arm ached because it had to do all the work. That's what happens when we, we just take off. We don't do it. We don't do our part. The body will suffer. But the body needs to come together. We need to get together. When someone is in pain, when someone is in need, we should join in the sympathy, join the, in and love them and help them and comfort them. So that they will get back into the body. When we see a need, we ought to jump in. Help. You see a need? You don't need to ask any questions. Help. People want to sit back and wait for others to come to them and say, Hey, can you help us with this? We don't need that in the church. We need people who will say, I'm here to help. What can I do? You know, to carry out one church service, you know what all has to be done? Someone has to come here, unlock all the doors, and there's a lot of them. Turn on all the lights, turn on the air conditioner, turn on the heater, whatever 
season is, have to prep the whole building before anyone else gets here. Someone has to put together the PowerPoint so you can sing the right songs and we can read along with the verses of Scripture. You get all the announcements get to be done. Sunday school teachers. Sunday school teachers have to um, get their literature ordered, separated, delivered to all the classes. Teachers spend several hours every week studying, planning for their lesson. Beloved, we need one another. And I echo what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. He says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no division among you and that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Let me close by pulling this all together this morning, making some application for our life. Number one, and number one is very obvious, you need to get into the body. God wants you to be a part of the local body of believers, a local church. Being a member of the local church is biblical, and it is something that you need, and it's something that the church needs. God doesn't want you to be unattached on the body. You know what happens when a part of the body becomes unattached? It dies. When I was a young kid, I was cutting an orange like this. <laughs> Anybody want to guess what happened? I cut my finger off. It was completely detached. I held it in a towel in this hand as we raced to the hospital, and they, they, they reattached it. Works pretty good. But every second that that finger was in the towel, it was dying. And if it goes long enough, it'll be useless. In the same way, if you are not vitally attached to the local body of believers, your spiritual life is going to shrivel up and die. My second application is this. As a member with other members, you should value the diversity of our body. Love and appreciate, value those who are from different backgrounds than you are, from different uh, personality types that you are. They're different rank or social economic level than you are. Those who have different spiritual gifts. Those who have different perspectives on things, on debatable issues. In Christ, we're all a part of the body. And it should be in the local body. Third, I want you to recognize your importance. Every one of you sitting here today are important to the body of Christ. You need to be in the body. You need to be faithful in the body, functioning in the body, being in your place, doing your part. You might say, well, my part's not all that important. Didn't we, you didn't listen to what I said because every part of the body is important no matter what. Just try losing a tiny little finger and you'll see what I mean. Try to live without your kidney or your liver to see what I mean. You see, no matter how unseen you may think that you are in the body, in reality, you are a vital part of its function. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, we have dozens of workers out here uh, working with youth and children. And these youth and children, some of them would never be in church without those workers. We, we need to be thankful that God has put them into our church so that we can nourish them, help them, 
We need to let that kind of worker know that we appreciate them. Every week we have nursery workers who, who take our littlest ones so mom and dad can be in here and worship and, and be comfortable. The children's church leaders and the, um, all of them are a blessing and vitally important to the church. We could not function without them being here. Listen, you are an important part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So do your part. Find your place. Uh, if you don't have one, find one. Get one. We've, we've got plenty of things that you can do. So if you're a hand, I mean, put your hand to the plow for First Baptist Church. If you're legs, then you need to get a good running start and, and get working for God. If you're a liver, then get busy discreeting whatever it is liver's discreet to keep the body pure. Did that wake anybody up? Yeah. If you're a mouth, start talking up Jesus. If you're a heart, start loving this world for Jesus. In other words, get in the body, find your place, do the service that God has called you to do, and keep this body healthy and strong. Let's get busy serving God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our, our time together as fellowship and in your word we are the body of christ you have set us together in this place for a very special reason you have a, a calling for us and god as we work together this body will become strong and healthy as we become united in in serving you and bringing you glory we're going to see great and mighty things happening in this church and in this community God, I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Let it spill out into the streets that the world may know that there is a God alive and well at First Baptist Church, Madisonville. And God, that we will serve you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have an invitation. Maybe you're here today and you're not a member of the church. We'd love to talk to you about becoming a part of our body. I'm going to be here at the front. And uh, you can come during this invitation, and we will walk you through that. You might not be a part of the body of Christ at all, not, not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. Again, just come during this invitation, and let us walk through what the Scripture says about how you can be saved. And most of all, I want our church to come together united every week. We're going to invite you to come to this altar for prayer. Pray for our church. Pray for our unity. Pray for our revitalization. Pray for a revival. As we stand together, as we sing, you come on this first stanza.